Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Well, welcome to Ask Wardy, everyone. I'm so glad you're here with me. This is Ask Wardy, episode 21. And for those of you watching this as a replay later, you can check out the podcast recording, the video of this episode, and any links and what I'm talking about at the show notes, tradcookschool.com slash aw021, or if you can't remember that, askwardy.tv, and look for episode 21. Have a great question about sourdough to answer today, uh, um, and sourdough starter feeding. It comes from Pam F. She says, do you always have to feed the same kind of flour each day, such as wheat, spelt, etc., or can you change that daily or weekly? I noticed that you said you could bake with any kind of flour, which I have said, but can you feed it with different flours? We grow our own grain, so I'm wondering how to change flours when you need to in the starter and how often you can change it when added to the starter. So that's a great question. And Pam, first of all, I want to say Woohoo to you for growing your own grains. That is a huge deal. Very, very huge. Uh, so I applaud you for being part of that sustainable practice, feeding your families, and perhaps you're supplying other families too. And so just keep up with it. Um, I'm just so proud of that for you. So basically what Pam is asking, just the short version of this, two parts to this question. Can I feed my sourdough starter with different kinds of flour? And the second part to that is, if yes, you know, how often and what are the rules? So let's get into that now. The very quick, short answer to Pam's question, the first part of the question is, yes, you can. You can feed your starter different kinds of flour. And it sounds like you need to because you're growing different kinds and so you might have uh, different ones available at different times of year. And even those of us, we don't grow our own grains, we might have different grains or flours ground. So rather than go grind something else, why couldn't we just feed what we have? In fact, my friend Katie from Kitchen Stewardship, I learned this from her a long time ago, uh, years ago, she and I were both getting into sourdough about the same time, and she would take her leftover oatmeal that the family hadn't eaten at breakfast, and she would use that to feed her sourdough starter. Now that's pretty frugal, right? And she's using a starch, a grain, because the thing is your sourdough starter, the bacteria and yeast in there, they need a sugar source. and all grains have starch. So really it's not a wheat, it's not a rye thing, it's not a spelt thing, it's not an einkorn thing, but they all have this starch that the yeast and bacteria can eat. So even leftover oatmeal works. So that's the short answer, yes you can. Now let's go into some particulars to answer kind of the nuance of what Pam is asking. So here are some things to keep in mind and I have three things to mention. So number one is you gotta be observant, you gotta just see how your starter is handling it. Now, my sourdough starter, I started, or actually I, I started with a starter from Cultures for Health and I fed it whole wheat. Um, then we started sourdough with spelt in our house and I switched that over to spelt. 
and then we began using einkorn, the oldest wheat there is, and I switched it to einkorn. I just started feeding it einkorn one day. And none of my, well, I have one starter, and that's kind of a story because it's gone through some changes. I've shared it before. Um, but my sourdough starter has gone through lots of different types of flour, and whenever I change it, it just takes it. It just takes it. Absolutely no blip whatever. It just takes it. Now, I have heard from other people that when they change their starter's food source, it takes it hard. <laughs> so I don't know if you'd call it like it's offended or what, but it kind of takes a downturn, gets its feelings hurt, and it takes a couple feedings to bounce back and get back to its previous level of activity. So that's why this point number one is just to pay attention to your starter and see how it's handling it. So if it just, um, you feed it a different flower and it's just as active and the same as usual, just you don't even have to wait for any kind of transition period, just start using it. Now if it takes a dip in activity, keep feeding it, don't give up. You could probably still use it for recipes where it doesn't require a ton of activity and basically that's anything non like sandwich bread. <laughs> but if you're using, if you need it for a sandwich bread, um, then you want to wait till it resumes its normal activity level. And so that's just through, you know, a few feedings, regular care and maintenance to get it back to its usual activity level. All right, so second point about this is if you are changing up the flour, don't neglect the starter in other ways. So that means keep it warm, keep your feedings regular, etc. The normal TLC, you shower on your starter to keep it healthy. Don't neglect any of that when changing its flower source because if your starter is the least bit temperamental or it's not even temperamental, it's handing the flower fine, but maybe there is kind of a stress that we can't see, can't measure or whatever on it. So don't stress it out in other ways. Keep the other things consistent so that the change of flower can well be handled um, by your sourdough starter. Okay, so don't shock it any more than you need to. And the third point um, to make, Pam, and this addresses your question of, well, if so, then you know how often and what are the rules? Well, there's really no rules. I mean, okay, I'm gonna tell you about a couple rules in just a minute, but basically I wanna say, change the flowers as often as you need to. And in your house, because you're growing different kinds of greens, it sounds like you need to change it. Just change it as often as you need to, or as often as your starter can handle it. And that's because if there are any rules, here they are, your own rule. So what flowers do you have on hand? Is it leftover oatmeal? Is it the wheat crop, the spelt crop, the einkorn crop? <clears throat> so whatever you, flower you have on hand, that could be your rule of what you need to feed your starter. Um, and because you can, do it. Uh, just pay attention to those other things. Make sure it's happy and fed and not neglected in other ways so that if it does take some time to bounce back, your TLC can help make that happen. Now, the other rule is the starter's rule. So remember, you know, I've been talking about this um, basically through my whole um, Ask Wardy today. You know, your starter has its own rule and everybody's starter is different, but as you change flowers, you're gonna see how your starter handles it. So it has, um, it has preferences of its own that it'll communicate to you through that. If it's laid back or if it's, um, which I saw in the comments, somebody said laid back starter. So if the starter's laid back and it just bounces back, no problem. Or if the starter, you know, gets its feelings hurt and needs a little bit of TLC. <laughs> and in the comments, I saw someone saying they, they named their starter Charlie. 
and we've talked about this before, people have names for their sourdough starter. And even if you don't have a name for your sourdough starter, it, it, becomes, it becomes very, very important um, in your kitchen. Like it's, mine is as important to me as my Vitamix. Like I just consider it one of my number one tools in my kitchen, but it's also got a personality, right? It's not just this inanimate object, but you know, you feed it and care for it just like you do your babies <laughs> and you pay attention to it and its needs and how it's reacting and how it feels. I mean, it communicates that to you through its activity level. In the comments, someone is saying emotional starter. Yeah, <laughs> it's the kind of emotions that a starter feels and they're pretty animalistic. They have to do with temperature and food. We all have those feelings too, right? I mean, if we're cold or too hot, or if we're hungry or too full, we have emotions too. So anyway, that's just a little bit of a departure uh, from the question, just to talk about the nature of a sourdough starter. So here's a quick summary. Yes, you can uh, feed different flowers to your starter. Things to keep in mind, how's your starter handling it? So adjust as necessary to get it through the bump if it has one. Don't neglect the starter when changing flowers so it doesn't have any additional stresses on it. If changing the flower is a stress, it may not be at all. And third, change the flowers as often as you need to or as often as your starter can handle it. And this may change over time. Okay, so we've come to the end of uh, how I wanted to answer Pam's question. If you all have additional questions, I'll take them for a minute or two. Uh, if you don't, then I'll, I'll move on. I have something I wanna share with you. So in the comments, Ruth and Ray is saying, my einkorn starter bounced back after not discarding, just vigorously stirring. Now it's bubbling, great. So by that, I'm assuming you had that kind of normal hiccup of when you didn't see any activity. And in our sourdough e-course, we recommend instead of feeding it again, when you're building up your starter, stir vigorously and just give it a little bit more time uh, to build up you know, to a mature starter. Ruth and Ray, can I bake bread after three days? I think three days is a little bit soon for bread, but you certainly could do pancakes or English muffins or waffles. There's one of those recipes that doesn't require a mature and you know really active, strong starter. Pancakes are great. Other than cheese and other starters, what do I need to keep it away from? Yeah, I would not keep it near your kombucha or your cheese or your you know other dairy ferments probably okay near a veggie ferment, but just as a general rule, we say five feet apart. And, you know, sourdough and cheese do not mix well. Ruth and Ray, when for bread? Okay, when for bread is, um, you know, it's a judgment call. But a week, a two weeks of really good, strong activity. It gets really bubbly and domed, produces hooch, it smells fresh and sour. Um, you just see a lot of activity. So when you feel it's strong, go ahead and try bread. And no-knead bread um, is a great one to start with, and I'm going to talk to you about that in a moment. Um, Amy, my wheat starter is really thick. Is that normal? Yeah, thick can be a factor of how much water you're including, and as a general rule, we like to keep um, a thick starter because a thick starter rises better, you know, so you can better gauge its activity level. A thin starter, it's just so thin, the bubbles don't, um, don't do as much. So you, you sometimes miss its activity. So we recommend keep a thick starter because then you can more easily observe what's going on with it. All right, so now I've come to the point in time when I want to make an announcement. Um, and so, you know, whenever we talk sourdough, I tell you, you can pick up our free sourdough starter instructions. 
at tradcookschool.com slash free starter. But today I have a new thing to share with you. I alluded to it before when I said that a really good recipe to try with a new sourdough starter, fairly new, is a, is a no-knead bread. And so I want to share with you, if you don't have it already, I have available um, a free recipe at Traditional Cooking School. It's my favorite no-knead artisan sourdough einkorn bread. And if you're watching the video right now or live with me, you can see it on the screen of my iPad. There it is, it's a free recipe you can download. And the link for it is, let me see, I made it for you, tradcookschool.com slash free bread. Maybe those of you who are live with me could do me a favor and in the comments, type that out, tradcookschool.com slash free bread. Here's a closer up picture of this beautiful, no need einkorn bread. This is the bread we make about every three days in our family. We love it. And um, my husband says that it's the best bread he's ever had. <laughs> and that means a lot. Um, not only because I like to please my husband, but because he and I have both had a lifetime of eating varied foods. And so when he says it's the best bread he's ever had, he's comparing it to bakeries and you know the, the stuff that you, you know, that we both grew up with that we didn't make that came, you know, conventional food. Um, and so not only is this healthy and wonderful because of the benefits of sourdough and the ancient grain, uh, but it tastes better than anything we've ever had. Our family absolutely adores it. So thank you to the commenter who put that link there for you. And again, it's tradcookschool.com slash freebread. And so Clay, it looks like there's a little bit of a typo in yours. First of all, free bread, there's no space and it's tradcookschool right there behind me, tradcookschool.com free bread. And if you do want the starter, that's right, because this recipe relies on having a sourdough starter. So if you need the sourdough starter made, that is tradcookschool.com slash free starter. You can claim both of those today. Okay, well, that's it, everybody. I want to say thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Ask Wardy. Whether you're live or you're checking out this later through the video replay or the podcast, I appreciate you so much. God bless you. Thanks for coming. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy. Or send an email to Wardy at AskWardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to AskWardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash TradCookSchool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.